Welcome to Going Off Track, Stephen, Jonah, and Brad. Michael still on assignment. He's actually we sent him out to uh, get us some pasta. Mike, being Italian, he knows the best places to go, and they let him in because we know they're all mob, right? <laughs> so where is he? Italy, uh, right? He's, he's been in, gone he's, so long. He's in Sicily. He's in Sicily. You know, I had a revelation with this, with mm. Mike and his quote unquote work, and how he can't always be here. And I've seen this behavior before. He's in the CIA. Oh, shit. That's possible. So Mike is in Langley, Virginia, and he's changing his last name to Bourne. Maybe he's an economic hitman. <laughs> What's that mean? Not totally sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I have, a, I have, a, I have a, a, a really good friend who another really good friend thought was an economic hitman because there's this book called Confessions of an Economic Hitman. And uh, mm-hmm. I asked the guy about it, and he was like, no. And I was like, oh, have you read the book? And he was like, yeah. What? <laughs> I, what don't, that just makes e- me- Economic hitman. I think it's someone that goes into other countries and... Um, Takes down their economy? Installs a Starbucks? I guess so. Somehow manipulates the economy through like... That's what the CIA does. Through That's like what CIA most of type what they stuff. do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, I don't know. I haven't read the book. I've been meaning to, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, I met a dude in a bar in the East Village, of course, who was one of those guys that just looked like they were trying a little too hard, punk rock style, like devil locks, spiky leather jacket. But he was hitting on this girl who I was there with, not there with, but there in attendance next to. Um, and he was telling her how he was a corporate spy. And there was an article just done on him in a magazine. And she rightly so went, fuck you, that's bullshit. And he went home and brought the magazine back to the bar to show her to continue hitting on her. (laughs) Fast forward to me at uh, Voodoo in New Orleans, the Voodoo Music Experience Fest music thingy. Uh, So bored with the festival that I went to a movie while in New Orleans and I went to see that movie, The Corporation. Did you ever see this documentary? It's like if if a corporation was a person... They would be a really bad person. And there in the movie is this dude being interviewed as a corporate spy. Are you serious? Yeah. And I talked to him. So obviously he strikes out with the chick. So I'm in. I'm like, all right, tell me what you do. And he said, well, I'll go. I'll find out about a guy trying to get a patent, you know, and a company will hire me to go steal his idea. And I'll set up a dummy corporation and I'll interview him and get him to sign this incredibly legal non-disclosure that allows me to take his idea, but he doesn't understand because it's such legal ease. And I remember saying, so you're just basically a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that that's what he uses to try to get laid, too. Yeah. That's amazing. He's like, he's like trying to pick this chick because up. Because he's a real dick. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you how much of an asshole I am to have sex with you. <laughs> On my round bed. Well, that was say. his other thing. And the article talked about his, he was like, he was like, I like, you know, I like very different architecture. So everything in my house is eclectic and my bed is round. <laughs> and I remember that was part of how he hit on the chick. He talked about his round bed. Um, speaking of round. Uh, mm, yes. The latest Hot Water Music uh, singles compilation is called Till the Wheels Come Off. What? That's the best segue ever. Yes. And today in the podcast we have... Jason Black and George Rebello from Hot Water Music. This this is the, the best rhythm section in punk rock. I was gonna say sure. this is like the first like rhythm section interview we had. This is our first double interview. Yes, and we're super psyched to have them because uh, we get deep into rhythm section talk. Ooh. 
I don't even know what that means, but we do. <laughs> we do, but uh, yeah, probably, definitely one of my favorite bands ever, Hot Water Music. So amazing to have them on the show, and these two guys, especially because they don't really do a ton of interviews, especially no. George. Yeah, which is great to have them on. Yeah. And he was in, you know, he played with Against Me yes. on the on the White Crosses record. He did. And uh, they do just a ton of stuff, and Jason is in what, he's in Senses Fail? Yep. And is he playing another band too, or is it just Senses Fail? Um, I, think it's, I think it's just Senses Fail right now. So basically we but, have right here, I think we talk about it, the best punk flyer ever, bassist and drummer needed. These are the guys. Right. Yeah, yeah. If you need a band, it's not going to be easy. They're pretty busy. But, you know, chuck the solo stuff so they may have time. And they're pretty good. Yes. Right on. There they are. It's going on track! So we should now welcome uh, George and Jason from Hot Water Music. Yes. To Going Off Track. Woohoo! Thanks for having us, guys. Thanks for coming by. Um, amazing show last night. So it was good. okay, right? Was yeah. really good. Gramercy. All right on. Yeah. Thought the sound was good. Yeah, it sounded great. Um, I don't know. I had fun. Comfortable vibe, actually. I like that venue. Comfortable is good. Had you yeah. had you played a lot of that new stuff kind of prior mm. to this tour? Because I was impressed how much stuff you guys played from the we record. Were, it sounded good. We just did four shows in Europe at the end of last month, and we had how many? What were we doing? Two, four, two, maybe? Uh, two. Well, we could do four, but I think at night we were four could do two. two, and now we're up to five. Yeah, so we're almost halfway there. Yeah, right on, sneaking them in. Did you ever find there was a magic number for new songs? It's usually two. Yeah, <laughs> um, I don't know, man. It's been a long time since we did a record, but we kind of don't care now because yeah, yeah, we haven't had anything new to play in eight years. Yeah, we're so just really excited. Like, Sorry, about everyone, that. just for our live show, you know. Whether sure. the kids like it or not, I have no idea, but. Well, I feel like it's, it can be harder for you guys and other bands because I feel like you have so much stuff and so much old stuff. It's tough. You have to just kind of eventually realize that you're not going to please everybody. You're never going to have the set everybody wants to hear. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, how do you, how do you deal with, with, with the shouting of songs? I uh, Nothing irks me more than people in the crowd like, I'm going to shout the song, either one, that you're obviously going to play, yeah, or two... The B side that you haven't rehearsed <laughs> yeah, yeah. since you recorded it. Yeah, yeah totally. Like yeah. I should just hold on. Let me. Okay, now I know how to play it. Um, <laughs> I mean, sometimes somebody will yell something, and I'm like, "That's not a terrible idea." Yeah, we're having a good time. Why don't we play that? But that's like one out of a hundred yells. The other ninety nine, I'm like, "Shut up!" Yeah, <laughs> like, it's usually that one. No, you know, there's a set list. This isn't the first show you've been to. Like, it's not a request hour. <laughs> right. we, you know, we had to think about it and decided. That's what we're playing. Oh. I think it's kind of like the cool factor, too. Like, you want to be that guy that, like, yells out this obscure song. Or, like, bums totally. the band you know, out. Like, people like, do love bumming you. us out. I, I, I think a lot of people don't understand how set lists work, either. Like, <laughs> oh, I feel yeah. like they think maybe if they don't know how bands work, they're like, oh, they're just picking songs randomly. Like, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people think that. <laughs> yeah. Like, just go. You can do this now, right? I'm like, a lot of people of are Of course dudes. you guys can. Yeah. I remember Chris, like, I think it was at a Detroit fest, like yelling at some kid who was like, "That song's about the fan next to my bed," and just freaking out. I think it was that like Run Motor Run song, oh, sleeping, sleeping fan. fan. Yeah, yeah. What's it's, like it's some fun. of the craziest stuff people have been yelling? I mean, I've, I'm, I'm sure you've heard it all, but like, what's some of the? What, we got a couple eating fillers last night, which I yeah. fully believe was someone just being. Uh, but what's the? I got a recliner the other day too. <laughs> That's also really? someone just really. Yeah. It's our first seven inch. I heard rock singer last night. Yeah. Oh man, 
No, I'm one. Mm. I maybe could play that. I could almost do that. <laughs> almost. It was I, maybe me yelling it. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you get so pumped? Interesting. It was very loud near where I was. <laughs> I think whenever someone s- screams out an obscure song, the best thing for you to do is play Freebird all the way through. I was mm. just talking to some. We were watching a little bit of brand new Adam Bamboozle and Sean from Rise. I was talking to him about it. I don't know if it was at the... They played a show at Stone Pony, like, Saturday night or something. I don't know if it was at that or another show. But kids just kept screaming, like, I don't even know what song it was. And eventually, um, Lacey was just like, okay. And they played it four times in a row. Just like, are <laughs> really? you done? Yeah. Are you, are you good now? Are we done? Can we move on and keep going with our set? Like, My respect that. level just jumped up 12. <laughs> yeah, I was cool, like, that's actually. actually awesome. That's what should happen every time. <laughs> People used to scream out uh, "Summer of '69" to Ryan Adams. Oh, and the, oh and God! The story was he would get really angry and walk off stage until finally he learned the best thing to do was to play it. Okay, yeah. You recorded him, right? I worked with him. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing official, but yeah. I heard that story and I was like, "Wait, what? That's genius!" Well, he kicked some dude out of a show for yelling it and gave yeah. the guy like twenty bucks and was like, "Just leave." <laughs> <laughs> Just, just that's good too. Go to the merch There's table, collect your ticket money, and please exit the building. <laughs> and then did you see Tyson from the Rejects smash someone's iPad on stage? I heard about it. Why? What? Because they were recording like the show with like holding oh, up a huge so iPad, blocking that, everyone. Yeah, and he was cool. like, "Hey, let me see that," and just smash it. <laughs> and then he gave the kid a thousand dollars. Really? Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing more <laughs> silly than somebody rocking around with an iPad recording. Dude, that's actually super Dude. annoying now. It's annoying enough with the phones, but if everybody's yeah, that can't yeah. see anything. People are having enough trouble at shows, and I'm like a decent height. I'm like, where the fuck is everybody monsters now? Like every guy at every show I go to is like over like six and a half feet tall. I'm like, what the? F- there should be a section. Everybody, like, I don't want to get into. Yeah, there should be a high requirement. But like so. seriously, like there's a wall of dudes at every. Like I'm like, dude. <laughs> you gotta stop going to Rammstein shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're all don't. huge and oiled up and muscly. <laughs> I, I was in fire hose in Seattle, and that happened to me. Some dude, literally like a foot and a half taller than me, just stood in front of me. I just tapped him, and I was like, like "Dude, you gotta move, man." You. And he was like, "Really?" I'm like, "I can't, um, I can't see shit." I'm like, just stand there. Was like, I'm sorry. I'm like, "Dude, you just, you actually should just move back like four rows." Yeah. To the back of the room because you'll be able to see fine over everyone. If I was a yeah. giant, I would I'd literally be happy with my beer and I would just walk around. I'd be like, "Oh, sorry, man, you're right. I'm going to stand at the, against the wall somewhere because I could see everything." But I guess those guys are like, "We could stand whatever you know." Maybe we should start. Yeah, you give all tall people opera glasses, <laughs> so wherever they're standing, it's they can fine. see, and they're like, "Oh, cool. Oh, and I get to keep these. Awesome. Yeah. Little glasses on a stick." <laughs> See the punk? That's pretty punk. That's very punk, yeah. <laughs> but it might be a bummer if you were really tall, because I feel like you'd be insecure wherever you were standing. Well, that's how I would Always, be. Yeah, somebody's, like, behind you. Yeah, because I feel insecure even about my hair sometimes when I stand in front of someone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that might Is be it, a bummer. Am I, am I, blocking, am I blocking you? <laughs> <laughs> Got to put a hat on and flatten the fro. Yes. Sombrero. <laughs> you can never go wrong with a sombrero. <laughs> a show <laughs> <laughs> so um we had dave haas on an episode oh boy and yeah he's a mouthy dude it really is and we were talking about the loved ones and, and the state of it and he said you know i gotta tell you man jason black told me the best thing we could do is to break up 
then get back together later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Because <laughs> now people are like asking him about it now that he's done a solo record and been touring a bunch. Everyone's like, dude, do Loved Ones record. Do Loved Ones. Yeah. Give him a little while longer. And you guys have done that twice. Yeah. yeah. It works each, every time. Each time we've like doubled. Straight. <laughs> <laughs> Never know when the next one's coming. Yeah. It's wonderful. Is it more of a, we're going to, uh, I hate the word hiatus. I like sabbatical, but that just sounds like you're. That's better than hiatus, though, because <laughs> yeah. it's, I mean, the, both times we just needed to stop for a little while and it gets, I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes communication isn't awesome between all four of us and things, you know, I don't want to turns into you're never going to. And it just, you know, kind of everybody gets mad and like and you just kind of take a breather from each other. And Like when you actually break up, you break up like yeah. you, there's not hiatus in your mind, mm-hmm. you know. But, well, and for me, too, I mean, the last one that we just finally brought to an end, at least for now, um, like, you and Chris and I were still going to play, so we were kind of, I called Chuck, and I was like, dude, I don't want this, like, indefinite hiatus thing just hanging. If we're all going to try to do different stuff, it kind of, like, I feel like it's a little inhibitive, because people are just going to, I mean, they're going to do it anyway. Now I've learned, even if we say break up, no one will believe us, but... <laughs> Oh, boy, Craig Wolf, man. <laughs> so true. So true. <laughs> Which be the title of all your new records. <laughs> yeah. Literally. We swear. We swear. This, this is the time it's for real. Um, it's like you're going to, if you're going to, com- I think because if you feel like you're going to commit to a new project, you kind of like want woman, it. Man. Yeah, you want and it out like, from underneath. Yeah, I'm still married, but we don't sleep together, you know? Like, right. Yeah. And it just doesn't feel, <laughs> okay. it's not a clean break. <laughs> That's good. Perfect analogy. <laughs> I've been in enough bands to know. Yeah. I always like being married. Oh, yeah. All of it. Oh, yeah. It always is. Being married always. to three or four other people. Exactly. I remember I was talking to Jonah about one of his bands, and I was like, what's going on with it? And he went, oh, and I went, band shit. And he went, yeah, it's the same shit. Just oh, dude, it always is. People. You can just yeah. pick. Come any week in tour, it's like, we all hate that guy. <laughs> um, everyone hates me today. I don't know what I did. Like, it's, you know. Did you guys, like, figure, you feel like you break up just so you can stay friends? Like, not actually break up with each other? Like, you'll actually break up so you're like, so we'll all be cool again? Like, we have to just, we've been on tour for eight months. Like That's usually what happens yeah. with us. I mean, we've been pretty smart about it this time around, I think, and haven't really gotten too overextended. I mean, this couple weeks is a little crazy for us because it's a lot of like show, interview, show, interview stuff. But it's like two weeks. Who cares? I'd rather no, I feel people. like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. And that's no, the other no. thing. It's like people actually want to talk to us yeah, this time. Yeah. So that's cool, too. It's like, oh, wow. Now you want to interview me. You guys are like the what is on every single flyer looking for in a band. Like need bass player, need drummer, need drummer and bass player. <laughs> like that's wish it. our pay scale went up <laughs> we should charge them we should charge us more i mean we've known each other since you were 16 i was yeah, 17 yeah whereabouts gainesville florida yeah, oh no sarasota, sarasota florida at that point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah we met in high school and jazz band yeah like i would sleep at his dad's house and not like, with my dad not with i would be dad. there too yeah <laughs> we'd listen to prong and <laughs> what else are we listening to? This? Lots of progressive things. Mordred. Yeah. yeah. Did, did you guys listen to a lot of a lot of jazz? Oh yeah, yeah I still do. Yeah, yeah. Now it's just a reaction to having to listen to that all night long. I'm like, oh, it's something mellow. Yeah. Um, See that right there. The subtext of that is we met in jazz band. We can play. You know, that's all you have to say. I've n- never met anyone who you know, was a drummer specifically or bass player, who liked jazz, who didn't like. One could read music, two could actually play, 
And it's for a drummer, like, yeah, I can hold my sticks a couple of different ways because there's different ways to do it. Yeah. And if you're a bass player, yeah, I don't need a pick all the time. Depends on yeah. what I'm doing. Well, I just think about things differently than a lot of people. Yeah, you do. Too. You actually think of finger position. Always. I'm thinking about the getting from point A to point B, not like, yeah, you know, this song's about the... I don't know or care <laughs> what anything's about. It's, it's like, it's pretty true. Unless, like, if all of a sudden Chris or Chuck were like, so I've been listening to a lot of Screwdriver lately and I got this great song idea. I'd be like, okay, wait, 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 wait. I don't really want, I'm not going down that road, you know. Oh, but awesome. But because you're playing, it's, it does sound so jazz. I mean, it's in the punk context, but it is, I feel like that really, the rhythm section and how water really kind of separates you guys from any other band. I mean, it's true. You could get a different drummer and bass player up there, and it would sound like the Street Dogs in about two seconds, which is fine. Yeah. I love those guys, but yeah, I mean, totally. it, it could go straight, just punk, real quick. Yeah, you have that, like, <laughs> you have that, like, you know, um, for my money, that Joe Alley, Brendan Canty kind of feel when I you like guys that. play. I you like know, because it's it's kind of a lock. And hearing you say you've known each other since you're 16, yeah, I'm pretty sure you guys just kind of play. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't even. Like, yeah. I know exactly what he's about to yeah, do we're at not any really. given moment. As long as I know what the hell's happening in the song. which N- Not even just musically. Like, I know, like, if something happens in this room, what he's going to maybe say <laughs> also or true. think. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's you pretty could, crazy. You could do the interview as Jason. We yeah, could yeah. switch. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't have the vocabulary. So when you go to, a, when you switch off and go to different bands, I know Jason, you're in Census Fail, and you did Time With Against Me, I just sounded like a prison sentence. <laughs> It's a great record. It's not doing time. time um, uh, you played with Against Me. Um, is that weird to then play with another bass player? Or, excuse me, another drummer, another bass player? Depends. Like, playing with Dan isn't weird because you guys don't play that. You have the same feel, kind of. Yeah, and Dan's, Dan's super good. Dan's good. He's just way more metal. He's way more metal than you are. Um, but he can play. And that, honestly, when I was talking about doing that gig the first time, I called um, Brian McTurnan, who did a bunch of Census records and a bunch of our records, and I was like, can the drummer play? And he's like, yeah, Dan's good. And I was like, okay, cool. Now I will yeah, go forward with it. Because I can't... But I like a lot of bands with really bad drummers, but I cannot be in any of them. Like, <laughs> a lot of my friends are really bad drummers. So it's fine. It's just not... I can't do it. I would lose my mind. A drummer, though, that's like... I don't know, I just find it weird to as a drummer like if you're used to playing with someone and you don't even have to look around and hang to like is it hard to feel it out with somebody else andrew's good oh andrew's great andrew, i guess that yeah. yeah it was fine i mean it was it was definitely i had to their, their motto was keep it simple mm-hmm. so it was kind of like really bare bones been, you held your breath basic. for like three years dude yeah <laughs> it was it was it was kind of that was kind of a hard adjustment but that was also kind of fun too because i could just turn off and okay i'm playing <laughs> rock beat now Sweet. <laughs> if I go like this, it's probably fine. Yeah. Even if I don't know what's happening now. Yeah, because I remember when you joined that, and I heard White Cross, I was like, it's going to be like against me, but with these crazy fills. And then I got the record, I was like, oh, That was a, they told me, that, you know, which is fine, whatever. It was their record, you know. I joined in after all the songs were pretty much written. So I just tried to t- tighten it up a little bit. I remember talking to Adam Willard when he was in The Offspring. I was like, "What's that like?" And he went, "I'm an employee." Like, yeah. Like Dexter writes all the drum beats, and I play them. And I went, "You're just playing straight. Like, you're just playing straight up. Like, it's using like a sh- shotgun to kill a fly. Like, I don't understand." Yeah. yeah. You'd be going off. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, at that point, it's better than working at McDonald's. It is true. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's way cooler. I'm playing drums still. Cool. All right. All right. That's fine. Yeah, definitely. Whatever. Well, that band is like, we're going to fly to this next gig. Yeah. On the Warp Tour. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah, at this Always point, I'd be pretty psyched if someone was like, here, I wrote a bunch of guitar parts. You can just play them. I'd be like, great. I'm playing. Yeah, it sounds oh, good. Go ahead. Yeah. I don't even have yeah. to come up with them. Yeah, yeah I'd be like, Brad. Yeah, no, yeah. It's not so shitty. There's way shittier jobs than that. Yeah. Yeah. We're playing where? Oh, for people who want to hear us? Awesome. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm in. It's all perspective. Yeah. So, Jason, you live in Seattle now? Yes. Georgie's living in Florida? Gainesville. Still. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> what is up with that? Well, my wife got a job in Seattle, so we moved. And um, the end of September. <clears throat> I'm liking it. Yeah. I kind of feel on the West Coast. I always made fun of it, but I can't now because I live there. So We live in the Northwest, which is different. Right? It is different. It's clean. It's nice. The weather's kind of a... It's clean because there's water coming from the sky all the time. Constantly to wash washing the all the dirt away. Um it's all right. It's it's not been bad. I really kind of now that this is a, maybe the second tour I've done since I lived there. I'm kind of like I'll be stoked to get home. Yeah. Do you find you're away more than home, or now with the kind of I don't know, you've been around long enough, and you do other projects, and it's kind of your job that you can pick and choose how long you're going to be away, how long you're going to be home to kind of even it out. Yeah, I mean it's pretty even at this point. Um, I mean, with hot water, we're pretty selective about stuff and kind of have to be well, we kind of have to be i mean chuck's you know running the revival running hard running hard always running hard it's what are you doing today it's man favorite running story. hard <laughs> running hard i'm like it's fucking sunday <laughs> like i got a ton of emails to answer i'm like well, answer them on monday so it's, it's, they're gonna, nobody else is gonna write you back today it's sunday like yeah. i want to talk about the the jazz thing again because as as a failed Many things, but uh, specifically, I didn't sleep at all. <laughs> I, what, I, I succeeded at procreating to the point where, the, where, the, where they double down <laughs> um, and they're great. So they both don't want to sleep and and they fight. Um, yay, kids. I adore them. Uh, it's like you love them when they're doing things that, that you are want awesome. them to do yeah. that are awesome. But then when they do something that's different that, like, say, a functioning adult would do, you're like, why are you doing that to the to the person that doesn't understand syllables connected? You know? yeah. Like, why are you walking around the bed at 4 o'clock in the morning? You should be asleep. What do you mean, no? Like, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, but... Uh, as a success, <laughs> um, on the mic, I know when you're in bands and you're playing and you started out as, you know, studying jazz and whatever, uh, do you still find yourself taking time to practice? Not as much as I should. No. Unfortunately, no. I've had to lately because I've had to learn the songs off the new record. <laughs> yeah, I, was talking, um, I was talking to McDermott the other day. He practices like two hours a day still. And he's That's like, because he smokes weed too. Oh, yeah, he does yeah. a lot of weed. <laughs> he gotta, just gets high as hell and goes in the room. You know, he's just like, drummers who get high amaze me. Yeah, I used to do that. It was How do you fun. do that? Well, you jazz. Yeah, it's right. a lot of fun. And, and then, then one day, yeah, then one day, I just became paranoid and was like, yeah, I can't smoke weed anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it works with anything, though. I think it's the person, it's metabolism, it's something like 
Some people that just do better at what they're doing when they get stoned. Yeah, yeah. more focused or whatever. Focus, yeah. mm-hmm. like Dermot would be that guy. But see, but oh, just yeah. because you can be more focused, you also have to be more focused and still keep time. So yeah. like, that's where the line is drawn. Because there's people that can work at other things better when they're stoned. Mm-hmm. It's just whatever. I was wondering because that that if there weren't practicing, I would be a professional musician right now. You know that just being able to sit and do your scales over and over and over again. If they weren't practicing, yeah. So I if could, you could just be like loved by everybody and make money, and <laughs> I've been aspiring <laughs> to do that anyway. So you don't want to work for it. <laughs> <laughs> see what I used you to know, do on television? I would stand there and talk to people, and they would give money to me. Did you the the Get Him to the Greek? You know that movie? Did you ever see that? Oh, yeah. That I just think that is the most awesome movie, and it's just this silly movie. But every now and then, there's these he injects these little pieces of real seriousness in it. You remember in that where his dad is like going off about this job that he just fell into, and he's like, "Yeah, Dad, like I just became famous." overnight without having to work my ass off like i don't remember what the exact line was but it was this like really intuitive like as you know as a musician or somebody it was so awesome that he just kind of somebody injected this line in there that was what's that point like, yeah. moment of when you're you're in a band or you're doing this or if you've been in a band for years people automatically think oh you're going home to your mansion Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Instead of me being like, yeah. you've been to my house. Yeah, well, I got to go to Bank of America tomorrow to put some money in so we can get paid. Like, you mean you have a bank account? Like, yes, it's, it's all normal. Yeah, there's like five bands that aren't that way. Yeah, exactly. You know, that are just like, woo, money. Like everyone else is kind of like, eh. yeah, you make an okay living. I paid rent. Yeah. We. Think think the the paradigm for the music industry is Madison Square Garden. The only people that make money playing Madison Square Garden are Springsteen, Billy Joel, and Barbra Streisand. Yeah, it's true. Because one, they take fifty one percent of your merch. Yeah. So most people play there for the prestige Just of to saying, look at. I've yeah, played there. You know, a lot of people. They do take fifty one percent. Fifty one percent. Fry said it's the worst gig he ever worked. Yeah. They also said that if you go a minute over, it's like twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. No, it's a thousand dollars a minute. A minute over. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Because that was local one was yeah, the crew that we use, and they have they have New York by the nuts. Yeah, they're so they can do whatever. <laughs> um, but if you go a minute over, so when Eminem played, he didn't go on until eleven. He was like, whatever, fuck it. Really? Yeah. So he, he just played like, for free, basically? Here's all the money back. Yeah, there you go. And then um, New Year's Eve, when they have a New Year's Eve show, they give them, they go into like, well, they call it golden time when you go, when you go overtime there, because it's, you're getting a lot of gold, basically. $1,000 a minute. That's $1,000 a minute. Dude, that's local one. It's like Axl Rose every show ever. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much. Yeah. How does he have money? That's what I was going to say. For oh. that amount that he goes, he go, he starts when the, the at the cutoff he'll come out and then do a three hour show. Like that's you know you even now with that with that band, it's like how does he pay for that? And yeah. aren't those guys pissed? Like I'd be kind of pissed. Like okay, dude, they probably I mean, know Guns N' Roses in town. Crap. Yeah, they probably know already. Definitely. But only a few bands can do that. Every other band who comes in is just yeah. That, that's your job. It's weird that when your job is art you know if that makes sense. it is yeah. that's it's super weird and that's one of like a lot of times people are like you know oh whatever you got bad review or this or that i'm like that's part of the deal like <laughs> you're doing something that people just sit around and have an opinion on yeah. i mean that's basically what being in a band is you're like here do you like this yeah and then you go on the message board and you're getting bummed yeah well i don't because they haven't given me anything to they didn't make anything 
time. Yeah. You know. Well, maybe that's not necessarily true, but nothing that I've been sent to listen to or look at or whatever. So I don't know. You just gotta have a thick skin about it. But you guys, I think, are one of the few bands I think I've never written anything bad about or a bad <laughs> review. Oh yeah. Which is a very small select handful. Yeah. Oh, thank you. We don't get too many. Although the AV Club gave Exister a bad review. And I was mad because I actually go to that website. And I was like, <laughs> dude, really? Like, Annie talked shit on my bass playing. Did he? He said it's out of place. Like, I've been in the fucking band for 18 years. How is it out of place? I, I see. I really, I, I think that Drag My Body bass on is so sick, but it did remind me, it didn't sound like anything of the last couple of records, but it reminded me of the really early. Yeah, Records were a little more like, busy. I feel like he yeah. just got it and was like, I almost wrote him an email. I was like, dude, look, relax. <laughs> I feel like he got it and was like, finally, I've been waiting eight years to write a shitty review about Hot Water. Right, right. Here yeah, we go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was ready to trash it. Before oh, yeah, he absolutely. It. He had it written. He just plugged yeah. it out. Yeah, just put <laughs> yeah. song title here, song title here, gone. Boom. Okay. Yeah. Ha! He saw it wasn't Scott Sinclair. And, yeah. it's, and they gave the yeah. seven inch a great review. And that, like, we, we didn't that even out. try on that thing. I was like, this is just, well, we have this song, this song, whatever. Yeah, that was a test run to just see if we could still write music. To <laughs> Which just goes to show, you just got to deal with it, man. Yeah. Because people are like, well, this, I like it when people start, like, trying to theorize about how we wrote the record and if we cared and what our goals <laughs> were at the end of the record. I'm like, what are you even talking about? Like, oh. You ever seen uh, Ratatouille? Yes. Yeah. You know, the line where the, the very end, the critic, um, I'm a big fan. Pixar. He said that, you know, uh, critics love writing negative things because it's fun to write and to read. He said, but the the most worthless piece of junk is worth more than the criticism written about it. That's true. You know. At the end of the day, sorry about your job. No, it's cool. Thanks for invalidating. Sorry about your job. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about your job, Jonah. Thanks. I'm to come back. (laughs) I think that's true. It's a weird... <laughs> well, it's like a weird. It's a weird job to have, it especially like when you're. But you're a musician, so it's different, and you've been in bands. So you come from a place, and a lot of even theatrical reviewers have never written a play. Right. Doing that, and of course, you can say uh, I shouldn't have to do that to know, you know, something's crap or what's wrong. But it's all, it's a subjective thing that's written objectively. I mean, people don't like me because I say I don't like their record, but. I also like that's just because I'm in a band doesn't mean I can't say I don't like your band's record. Yeah, but you're in a band that the majority of bands respect. Who, who, you, I guess if, I should be nicer about it. If you say I don't like, <laughs> but putting it that way, you say way. I don't like your band. The person you're saying it to probably has a hot water tattoo somewhere on their body. <laughs> but but I mean, yeah. I remember when all that stuff was happening with like Hollywood Undead, yeah, and Tenzinsville. Well. I mean, it was like that was because we're not sugarcoating that now. I mean, Bud doesn't know how to sugarcoat anything. What was, what was, oh, you guys are ragging on him? Yeah. On the tour that they were playing with. <laughs> yeah. Like, on stage. That, I mean, I, I would get calls from him, and he would just be like, this is... You gotta come to this shit. Day. I wish we were coming to Florida. You gotta see this shit, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's crazy. I've never even seen anything like it. I mean, we ended up being okay friends with those guys, but that band Broken Side that was opening, I mean, like, Buddy made fun of them to the point that they, like, didn't even come backstage for the rest of the tour. <laughs> Like on stage, he was making uh, fun of- did whole set. <laughs> oh, that sucks. No, they were they were terrible people. Yeah, right. you want? They, why were they on the tour then? Because they were like popular for three seconds. <laughs> they are terrible yeah. people. They're not nice people. <laughs> Actually, they're not not nice people, but they're like young girls, like kind of like weird, piley, 
jail record dudes from Albuquerque. Like, I oh, don't like, I oh, do, like banging, trying to bang. Yeah, just I don't feel oh, bad okay. about them. They're scumbags. I'm like, whatever. Dude. You know what? Like, it's yeah. if you're gonna they use like the that, word crunk a lot. Seriously, yeah, yeah. They like, use the word crunk. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know you what should, that was for a while until you explained fine. it to me. Brookenside played the Warp Tour, and I don't know if they did this on purpose. I kind of hope they did because it was really funny. They put their stage next to the old school stage, so it was Brokenside. And I was waiting because TSOL was going to play. I was there. I think that was Remember there. That? that? So waiting for TSOL, this was in Ventura. So it was all old bikers. And Broken Side's out there doing their screamo rap thing. And the bikers were just like, pick, throw, pick up, throw, pick <laughs> up, rock, throw. I watched. I was just, they were getting uh, shit thrown at them. Like from the, it was literally just shoes and I mean everybody. They didn't back down. I'll give it to them. They took, stood up there and took it. They yeah, did. They took, enough, I mean, man. they took Bud while they got up every night and did their thing. But they like brought lights. I forgot about uh, Like guys, disco I lights. I totally forgot about them. It was pretty forgettable. Yeah. It was yes. there for three seconds. Them and millionaires were on that tour. Oh, too. yeah. A millionaire. And those girls, I was like, guys are like 16. I feel like, George, I feel like if you heard these bands, it would blow your mind. It might. He just, I'm, I'm really glad Heisel I don't just know played him Skrillex like, for the first time. He hadn't heard Skrillex yet until the other day. Yeah, how did they describe it? It was like uh, I don't remember two it. Transformers fucking or something. <laughs> that is, that <laughs> I heard that. I heard someone say that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would define it. But he, you know what the thing about Skrillex is, when I interviewed from first to last years ago when Sonny was like 15 or 16... I knew that he wasn't long for that band and he was going to do his own thing because he had written Aphex Twin on his arm. At 15, I was like, okay, you're, you got a whole different you're going, program going You're going on. somewhere yeah. else. And that's, and that's fine. Good for him. Oh, yeah. For doing I think, it. You know? I actually don't mind the record. I think it's good. Yeah. That's but it's, not, it's nothing it. different than if you listen to fucking Atari Teenage Riot. Really you know? It's not who I kind of liked. You know? Yeah, I did too. Yeah, they, they were fun. I want to ask you were talking about how the seven inch. As you said, you shat it out. Um, That's uh, very true. But uh, when you write, when Hot Water writes a record, is there, is there, does a song come from one specific person and then they say, all right, rhythm section, go? Or does Depends everyone come with song. an idea? They usually leave us alone, definitely. They've started actually finishing songs now that they've done solo records, which is kind of cooler for us. Because yeah. there's like, here's this thing. Like, I'm definitely not writing as much music as I used to. Yeah, um, which I also like because that means I don't have to. They don't um, go. It's in G. Hit it. Um, Mersey beat. Go. <laughs> it'll be like, I mean, with Chuck, he'll send or Chris. They'll kind of acoustic guitar. I got this kind of thing or whatever, and send it. More so, Chuck. Chris is more of like I have this electric weird idea, and then we kind of work it out or whatever. Um, yeah. But they don't really. They don't. I mean, Waller might be like, I'm feeling like this might be the drum beat kind of thing. Like, yeah. do your thing to it or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't really take direction from them. But the, everybody very listens well. to each other. Like, Chuck will no, bring a do. song mm-hmm. and he'll have it like this. And I'll go, no. well, can you play it like this, maybe, perhaps? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Jason and I will do something. Like, oh, okay, I get, I get what you guys are doing. It's still the same song. We just kind of like mess with it a little bit. Right. We're the musical directors. <laughs> kind of. Absolutely. Yeah. Kind of. Your song sounds like that song sounds like that. I mean, they yeah. all come and they like are the same speed. Yeah, same and they just change rhythm, chords like, and then like, here's the like, melody. Okay, we got okay, that's a cool melody. So let's make this not sound like the other ones. Do you yeah. ever consciously try to switch up time signatures? And not consciously. Like we have a song called uh, "What Is It?" Boy, you're gonna hurt someone. That is the name. Boy, you're gonna hurt someone. <laughs> it's in nine eight, but I play in three. So like we kind of like. But that was Wallard. 
But that was trying long. to write a song in nine. Yeah, because he texted me, "Are you got any drum beats in nine eight? Like, <laughs> really? <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. Like, <laughs> let me hear the riff first. Like, I, just, yes. like, I just have a nine. Yes, like, that's possible. God, I've been working on this nine eight drum beat forever. <laughs> when is Chris gonna write this song? Yeah, I can't wait. Let me check the file. Seven four. No, that won't work. Do you have any beats in nine eight? <laughs> Figure something out. You still don't get it how it works, do you? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. I'm impressed those guys have computers. I feel like for so long, like, yeah. it's so funny, like, that, like, I remember, like, Tim Barry, like, when he was on tour with the draft, we hung out in Cleveland at that Yo-Yo dude's house. Yeah, it's Steve, yeah, Steve, Steve Brown. Yeah. What? Steve Brown. Steve Brown is, like, Yo-Yo champion Yo-Yo of the world. Yo-Yo champion. I remember backstage he was doing these insane Yo-Yo tricks. He's, like, the guy, like, if you buy a Yo-Yo, like a Duncan Yo-Yo. Huh? Comes with like a little book. He's the guy in the book doing what? the tricks. Yeah. I like yo-yos. I took like a class years ago. Not like a class. Took a class. Years a yo-yo ago. You class. Took a yo-yo yeah, class. man. <laughs> Golden Apple Comics and wow, serious. Offered the the old guy who owns it is a yo-yo freak. So he had this like he fagged this crew of kids to learn all these yo-yo tricks, and he would have like a, a a workshop he would have a yo-yo clinic and yeah. he would and people would go and they would learn tricks and it was all these kids doing stuff and uh i remember being there and uh james spader was there with his son that's awesome and i was like this Taking is cool class. yeah he's shorter than i thought he would be um, yes yeah, steve is like world renowned, renowned they made him that. quit wow. competing yeah, like he won eight year, eight or nine years in a row and they were like you gotta just stop you <laughs> they other people wouldn't a let chance. him come anymore yeah yeah. Wow, it's amazing. But you know, I was getting at that because I remember Tim Barry had it like a digital camera, and when, like the screen on it was like this big. It was like <laughs> the world, and he was like so psyched. I was like, I can't believe this guy has a digital camera. <laughs> like it was this weird because I feel like those guys are so based in like the old. Yeah, oh. not New Chuck. No, not New Chuck is like BlackBerry. Like, he's like crazy. jet setting. Like I got meetings to go to. My BlackBerry <laughs> schedule is but. Wallard's spacebar is broken on his phone, so every fucking response you get is his run on send. And he finally was like, "I'm sorry, my spacebar is broken." I'm like, "That makes sense." Finally, I was like, yeah. "Why are you writing me this shit?" Yeah, like, can't read him. Can't read him. He's like, "Oh That's the title of the next record. I mean, he does have a computer, though. Yeah, he still doesn't know how to delete his messages off of his voicemail. I think he does. I think it's so frustrating won't. trying to call him. He knows that he can't mess- get anymore. The mailbox full. is full. It's been full for like six years, dude. <laughs> Literally, I'm like not calling you to ask you how your day is. I'm calling you because there's something I need to talk to you about. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not, not trying to chat. I'm not like not, being chatty. Kathy, what are you up you to, know? man? You just hanging out around your house? <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Sweet. What are you wearing? It's cool. See you in a couple weeks. Yeah. Just calling to see how you know. You need anything? So you guys hidden when you when you tour, because I guess most tours do like you know, North America, Europe, Australia, and call that a world tour. Uh, will Hot Water be doing places you've never played? Not yet. Um, there's talk about going to South America, which the draft has done, but Hot Water has never done. Where they you go and you're playing a thirteen thousand seat arena because they're so starved for music. I don't know if it'd be that big, but yes, it will. When Hot Water goes, you watch. I, I think it'll be uh, good because uh, the draft shows were though. good. I'll take that beer now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've talked to more bands who've gone down there, like Rusty from H2O was saying, you went down and played South America, and we were like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> yeah. Wait, why haven't we been doing this? Yeah. That's why the, why the fuck do you think the Ramones, they lived down there. You know, they yeah. were treated like the Rolling Stones. Yeah, as well true. they should have been. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, I want to go. 
Yeah, I think where else? I wouldn't, I mean... I wouldn't go to Russia. Yeah, that's kind of high up really on my list of cool. things to do, too. I would love to do Hawaii. Hawaii, Alaska. I was just going to say, I would like to just do the Hawaiian tour. We just island to island. Be like, that's it. You guys can just all come out. You know? Yeah. Come to the show or not. Yeah, yeah I don't care if anybody Hawaii. shows up. I just, <laughs> I'm just here. <laughs> Kate told tour. me that the, the Bouncing Souls did that. They went to Hawaii to hang and then play for Bouncing Souls fans in Hawaii. because that's they didn't. Awesome. And then a whole lot of people just came. So, well, yeah. I'll go to Hawaii. <laughs> that sounds like a good app. You just go and it like... You've budgeted in as a wash, and you go. Yeah, this show going, pays for me being in Hawaii. We're going to Australia anyway. Exactly, right. it's, just it's on the way back. Do it. That'd be great. Yeah. But take some time. Don't do the. Yeah, like either put it in the beginning or the put end, it in the and end. just kind of hang out. Put it in the end, just then everyone. Can How about Alaska? Have you played Alaska before? Mm-hmm. I'd love to. I want to go real bad. That's starved for it up there. That'd be cool. I know a guy. Actually, met a guy. Yeah, on the online. <gasps> The interwebs <laughs> and the interwebs. He's like, I'm the guy that does the shows. I'm like, well, okay. what's the drive from like Vancouver? I wonder if it's doable that way. Because I'm, sure I'm sure it's doable, but uh, there's probably a, it's a heavy cool. moose tragedy situation. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how much it is actually. It might be kind of gnarly because you got to go up and then back out. Yeah. I think it might. I, th- I think it's. Uh, my wife used to be a booking agent. She always said it, you can never make the money it takes to get there yeah I'm yeah, yeah, it's yeah definitely you're definitely doing it for the experience not for doing the, it for the fans not for the capital money. so having you guys have known each other obviously for so long i mean aside from the band stuff do you guys obviously live in different cities now but do you guys still hang out like what's kind of your yeah. relationship to each other like yeah, I guess? we talk pretty much every day usually. yeah yeah i mean we're busy right now like records coming out and well stuff. george knows what you're thinking so why would you call <sighs> hey so this happened i call and say hey this happened yeah George goes, I know. Like when he lived in Gainesville, like we'd we'd hang out at the bar, or whatever. Yeah, we, we are actually still friends. Like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> okay, let's go out. Believe it or not, we we do actually still like each other. So a lot of bands, the secret to longevity is staying together. But Hot Water's secret to longevity is break up every couple of years. Yeah. So far, I mean, I think we're done with makes, that. Makes your band point. bigger. Yeah, I think next time. It'll now be, it's just it'll be actually be a hiatus. Like, no, we're just not going to do anything for a couple of years. Well, it makes it more special when you come out and do. I like that. I mean, I, I like both. I I don't know. At first, it was you know the the breakup and then get back together. That was kind of cool because it had, I didn't see it happening for a while, you know. And then now it just seems a lot of people are doing it. it seems there's a lot yeah, of passion. Yeah, there's a whole lot of people coming oh. back around. Yeah. I, mean, I you think just saw the promise ring. Yes, yeah. yeah. Braids, Braids fired up the engine. Yeah, they're again. coming back. But I don't think Braids going to be too serious, though. I was well, talking to them. Yeah, because Bob's... No, Todd's teaching. Yeah. So he can't do anything. I think it's, like, for real, just, like, weekends occasionally. Yeah. Well, um, it's, it's weird how the internet has changed things, though, because I remember the first time you guys broke up, I went to see you at, like, more than Music Fest. I think Black Talk Cadence was supposed to play, too. And your merch was there, but they were like, Hot Water Music broke up. You can still buy the records. <laughs> and I bought, like, a Black Top Cage shirt, like, a bunch of CDs, and you guys didn't play. And then, like, no one knew anything. Like, no one yeah, asked anything. Yeah, you just anything. never knew. I was, you, like, like, got there, like, came out. I was like, I guess they didn't break up. And then it's like... We actually didn't know we were going to get back together until I remember hearing, I think, Chris saying, uh, I guess we're going to be, be a band again or something. At that show? Yeah, like we talked about it kind of, but it was never like official to me in my brain. Yeah, really. Oops, sorry, but then, I can't uh, remember who was the. I remember, he, yeah, he just said it on stage, like, "I guess we're a band again." School. <laughs> weird. I 
like that even more, actually. I like the lackadaisicalness rather than the, the planned assault. Yeah. yeah, no, it was not. No. Yeah, it's never a planned assault. <laughs> even this time around, it was like, I mean, literally. Do you guys want to play House of Blues Orlando? It'll sell out. Okay. Yeah. We haven't played a show in a few years. Let's oh, that went well. It. We should maybe do another one. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then like four years later, okay, I don't want to play anymore if we don't have new songs. This is boring and sucks. And I'm, we're turning into the State Fair Band. Like, Yeah. Um, but you could retire on state fair money. That's I'm down with that in like ten years. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm totally like I was just talking to Mike from Rejects. He's like, yeah, dude, we just do like the weird NASCAR thing, couple state fairs, like short tour, and it's just like ching. Dude, I I talked to someone who uh, I think it might have been Weezer years ago. They were like, yeah, we played a state fair. I'm like, that's kind of weird. He went, no, they do that a lot still. Yeah, which is yeah. It's like like play Six Flags. Why? Because it's six figures. Like yeah. they just hurl yeah. money at you. Who, who's gonna say no? Well, my fantasy was to retire to the punk rock casino in Las Vegas. See, yeah. that's okay too. Like just you just play, play here now. Yeah, you get to be like you like sixty years old playing like punk rock songs and the punk rock f- version of Hard Rock Cafe which, and, the, and the punk rock Ramada room. I mean, think about it. You know, the chicks are all dressed like you know the Ramones. <laughs> the waitresses. It does sound nice, Brad. Old geezers walking around playing pinball machines with fucking sex pistols on them. <laughs> I would pinball. I mean, fucking you know, crap. I remember seeing Steve machines. Jones in, in L.A. once. He was on his motorcycle and he had on a sex pistol shirt. <laughs> That's Whoa. kind of rad. And wow. I was like, That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> ah. uh, that cracked me up. So what do you guys do sort of outside the band? Like when you're not on tour, not writing, do you just do you watch sports? Or like, I, love I, got, sports. I got rid of yeah. cable. Really? Got rid of that. Um, I, why'd I you get rid of it? I did too. But I like, it's expensive. Yeah. yeah. And they don't offer me the service the way I want it. But do you consume media via like streaming or are you just like... I have like one of those little Roku boxes. Right. So we can do the, you know, it's I can a bold move. I'm really... I it, would do it, but wifey won't. It's, won't see, mine was down. She watches way less than I do. Mm. And she's like, let's just squash this retarded bill. So... Yeah. We did. It's also the amount of time you spend going through. I spend. It makes now me angry. Then I get pissed off. I'm like, I can't do it anymore. Like, yeah. like throw yeah. the remotes down. Like, ah, <laughs> just put something on. Like, I don't know. You know? <laughs> we end up watching old movies. Like, we end up watching, going back and watching. Like, you know. But I get so pissed at night. Oh, it's like you just. Yeah, maybe nothing, not nothing. yeah you should spend 20 minutes that you could have just been asleep where's that channel like, you're like D- i might as well right mm-hmm. yeah so my wife watches programming that my parents watch she like watches ncis ncis CSI, los angeles all, right. CSI, all initial programming all she watches <laughs> svu so there's so was, many of them too <laughs> for literally every night of the week there's like three and we and our dvr is full of it's, just it's, those it's just oh. that <laughs> and then for me and then she gets angry at me she's like what, what, what's recording at 9.30 on a Saturday morning? I'm like, Th- Thundercats. <laughs> <laughs> that same thing. Dude, my wife's same way. She's like, you're kind of taping a lot of cartoons still. I'm like, they're kind of good still. I don't. She's like, it's Thundercats followed by Green Lantern and Young Justice. It's a pretty good hour. <laughs> no, my wife gets pissed. She's it's pretty good hour. Is my like Sasquatch shows. She's like, how many fucking Bigfoot specials can you watch? <laughs> Until like, they find him. Uh, Until like, they find him. She's like, I'm like, really though? She's like, UFO files again. I'm like, wait, Ancient Aliens. You have to watch it. She's like, here's what I'm doing. Not watching. <laughs> I love Ancient Aliens. I do, it's the best. It's one of my 
my favorite shows. I'm like, they are. I agree with everybody. I'm like, <laughs> of course they were in ancient Egypt I, and before that. So I had to no. get rid of it because I didn't like the, what the shows I was watching were saying about me. Like, because I would like, like love shows like Parking Wars, which is people getting like parking tickets oh, yeah, and yeah. like boots on their cars and getting in. Like, I love. I'm so non-confrontational that I love watching confrontation. <laughs> so, but that's like the most basis TV. So it's like just people arguing. Yeah. And I'm like, why the fuck? Like I'm watching it and I'm like, what am I doing with my like? It's depressing. I was like, I have to get rid of. It's it. It's like a marathon. You're stoked. Yeah, it's yeah. not good. Or hardcore pawn, where it's like just people. Oh yeah, yeah. That's like oh, the dude, pawn yeah. stars in Detroit. Uh, yeah, which it's is like, like the not funny pawn stars. Where you're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, there's wow. the new one, the luggage wars, where people go and bid on. Don't even get me started <laughs> yeah, yeah. on, uh, on luggage wars. <laughs> I lost my luggage. Like, I want to bid on it. Oh, fourteen hundred dollars. This necklace. Oh yay. Dude, it's the dumbest show ever. <laughs> this is like, I'm so, I'm pissed that I haven't actually spent some time. Gym Locker Wars! Dude, it's like these people go, and this is their job. They, again, they say this but, is our job. We make our money from. But this is Storage Wars or Locker Wars? War. Not Locker Wars. Luggage, uh, wars. luggage wars. Okay. Where they'll bid on like, dude, if no one came looking for their luggage, there's obviously nothing in it. These pack has been here since call? the fucking 60s. Yeah. You know what it means? There's old lady 60s underwear <laughs> in that bag. And then they get pissed when they bid. Like that, They're looking at the bag like, that's an expensive bag. I'm like, dude, you know what? It's got some dudes like button down shirts in there. Like Then they open it. They're like, ah, sh- shoes. <laughs> what yeah, what were you expecting? expecting dude? <laughs> you spent two grand on somebody's old suitcase. Like, Go do. I would do any of those other shows. I'd be like, go a storage locker. At least you might find. Yeah, but storage wars. That show. It's like, oh, here's this cup that's worth twenty bucks. Yeah, it's like, how is that worth twenty bucks? Easy, five bucks. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're saying it's worth that. It doesn't mean anything. Either show like the reality of it. Like, what have so people annoying. actually sold? Yeah, you know? exactly. Found this vintage small <coughs> Matchbox car. What'd right. you get for it? Thirty three dollars. Pickers. They're like, dude, we'll give you five hundred dollars for that. And they're like, picked five hundred dollars. You know can sell for possibly whatever. I don't know. I'm not fucking selling anything. They never... Yeah. I hate those. I hate, I, but I watch them. I watch Pickers, too. I, I like watch, Pickers. Yeah. I like watching the stuff that they find. I, I watch just, them get excited. Look at that stack of records. I got mad when all those channels turned into not what I... I was like, but Discovery. And it used to be programs about stuff. And now it's just about people that are... Yeah, I think arts and entertainment, A and E should have to change their name. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't like, really all the time is hoarders and like the, the most learning channel. Stuff. Yeah. I'm not learning. Like yeah. Yeah. history channel too. That's where yeah. Pickers. Pickers is on history, I think. Listen, Short yeah. Circuit Two is an American movie classic. <laughs> that some of the things yeah, they throw insane. on AMC too, I'm like and I watch, when I had the cable I watched it, I'm like, Oh, MCM's Jaws. Is now five and a half hours long because of the commercial interruption every five minutes. I'm yeah, like, I'm going to hang myself. Yeah, I, can't. I can't. I like what IFC did where they now have commercials, but <clears throat> nothing censored. Yeah. So they were like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Do you need credit? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> it's really, really smart. TV's just annoying. Are you guys doing a tour with Bouncing Souls? Just say yes. We have talked about doing one at the end of, um, like... like because their record's coming out in June, mm-hmm. July, June. Yeah, June. Please. So kind of like doing our own things. And then at the end when we're like all tired of being on the road and like don't really want to go again. And Cool. You played down the street from my house so I don't have to travel far? Yeah, dude, for sure. <laughs> cool. That's how I look at shows now. After promising the night, I was like, I got to drive an hour home. Fuck. It's longer than they played. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was curious. Like, what's like the most... 
like as far as Chuck stuff goes, like when you guys are on tour, is he like building canoes and stuff and like skinning fish, or is it like no? <laughs> I mean, what's it like having Daniel Boone in a band? <laughs> it's great. He's always barbecuing when when the opportunity arises. That's good. Right on. He, it, I mean. But then, then I'll get mad about it because he agreed to it. That's his. You know, you know? <laughs> he is literally he's like, why did I agree to do this? The most conflicted dude in the world. Where he's like, he can't okay, say no. so what? He can't say no. He's a nice dude. He's generally, like a nice guy. And he guy. feels like he has to take advantage of like every opportunity ever. Right. Yeah. Right. And he can't pass any of them up because one of them might be the that might be the one that changes the game or whatever. Yeah. And then every night he's just like, I slept for three hours yesterday. I'm like, what did you do? And he just goes down a list of things, items of. Like what is? Yeah, why? Just take, why, take man? Take a knee for a minute. You're gonna, yeah, <laughs> relax. Uh, but I mean, he does. You know, when he writes his solo stuff and he brings songs to Hot Water, do you ever have to say, "Ah, it should be a solo song"? There's one on the new record that almost ended up that way. Um, mm. We had to beat it into submission. I mean, you got to think though. This is the first time that we've written a record in eight years, yeah. so we've never had this that before mm-hmm. you know that uh, that option of this is solo there were i mean there we had twice as much material when we went in to record and there were definitely songs that didn't make it that were weren't because of that but like definitely like towards the end of the stuff he was sending in there was a couple where i was finally like okay cool <laughs> like he definitely wrote that on electric guitar and was thinking more like this right. than like his stuff uh. Um, so it, I mean, it was fine, but like, like that seven inch, I literally played to his song, like just, yeah, that like we had he, to... he just sent a, you know, uh, like click track guitar and vocals. And I just played to that. And that was the bare bones of the song. So. We kind of built it backwards or whatever. Yeah. Didn't uh, you have a version of that? That was like, I feel like I was yeah, in a documentary Yeah, we, we didn't know that. Okay. And then it came out. We're yeah. like, oh, yes. we might not have done that. <laughs> There was, weren't any spaces in the text he sent. Yeah. yeah, I was just like, I don't. He's like, I have this song, and we're like, cool, we'll record to it. And he's like, I have a version of it too. <laughs> like, okay, Not fair enough. Two versions. Fair enough. Fair enough. So fair eight enough. years, you have all these songs. You finish the record. Uh, how the hell do bands choose out the track listing? We put them all on. Yeah, but like, how the order? Like, is that like just a, a dart fight or what is it? It's not too bad. It wasn't no, too bad. Everybody just comes up with a, 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 their own list, and then it's, you know, that oh, that makes sense. That makes, and then you just committee, and then listening back to playlists. Like, okay. thank you iTunes for creating that now because you can just sit yeah. there and sequence your record over and over and over again and go, okay, that sounds good when it ends, and then it starts. I mean, there definitely becomes a point for me where I'm just kind of like. <laughs> Sounds great. I don't care anymore. You know, like, <laughs> like I, I've listened to our record like ten times in a row. It's, it's great. Yeah, Whatever. for sure. I don't care. I usually have a couple so, like bullet points. If somebody, like, yeah, I want to end with this and start with this, and I think these need to go about here, and then it's kind of like whatever. Yeah, and you want to space apart like these songs are similar, so let's get them a little further away from each other. We definitely try to make similar sounding songs go far away from each other. Yeah, sometimes songs in the same key far away from each other. Yeah. So it doesn't just like sound. Stupid. And we'll also like just listen to an end of a song and a beginning of a song. That's a big like, thing too. That's like how I know, make like, mixtapes. Yeah, you know, like how to. It's yeah. a good way to do it. Yeah. See how it flows together. Wow, you guys are really the guys behind the guys with the band. The guy behind the guy behind the guy. 
There's only four of you. Well, there's two. That's because the other two are singers. <laughs> We've been having a lot of talk about how special singers are lately. <laughs> <laughs> Because we've had a lot of run, like we were just in Europe and like Dave Haas was riding on our bus, and then we did a couple shows with Skiba and Trio guys, and we're just—they're all they're all they're all nuts, dude. (laughs) They're all crazy people. They're all like, this is my world, and it stops at the end of my nose. I'm sorry. (laughs) What now? I'm sorry. Dave's not that crazy. No, but that's—it's because he still does construction. I think maybe. I don't know. He's also—you know how Dave is. He might be. If you were in a band with him, maybe he'd, he'd show you that I think side we, I think we'd be fine. We, we talk a lot on the phone. Almost as much. I, I heard do. Dave say once he wished he didn't play guitar because he just wants to sing. That so I could, he's good at it. Yeah. He he's could a great do. singer. He's, yeah, he really is. I think he's got a good perspective on things, though. He's pretty down to earth, too. Like him, yeah. and, him and Chuck, it seems like, are, you know... For lack of a better term, like men, you know what I mean. Like there's a lot of a lot of singers have. I was talking to a friend of mine recently, who's uh, works for a label, and has a young band on the label, and this is, like super young, like like early twenties starting out. And the singer started doing diva shit. Like I'm not going to do press, you know. And he had to literally sit him down and go, "Here's how this works. Yeah, you, know? <clears throat> you cannot want to do it, but you tell me you're not want to. You don't want to do it, and we'll work together. Don't." dick around and don't fuck people over because people remember that and oh yeah he said and this might be your first label but you are not my last band yeah you know it's super true you gotta like, watch so glad you said that <laughs> you gotta put in the work oh, God. I have to call matt back is that skiba no that was scary, oh, scary. <laughs> <laughs> no, if it was skiba i would have picked it's it like, up really? probably i'd have been like okay i'm putting you on speaker when I sort of when I started seeing you guys, it was like all those '90s like fests, like Detroit Fest, mm-hmm. Michigan, whatever. I mean, do you guys miss that era? Like that—that that seemed like such a specific time. That I don't know. I'm kind of nostalgic for that time. I mean, I wonder if you guys were too. I am, but I think that when I get pers- because I don't have proper <laughs> perspective on those shows, like now it seems like it was the coolest thing in the world. But I think if I like went back and did that as me now, I'd be, like, be bummed. This is kind of a bummer. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Why? Why it was a bummer? It was. I don't know. It's like kids playing like Foursquare outside. Like I felt like it was yeah. such a different era. It was. It, I mean, there wasn't. It was before the like glam metal part of the punk scene came in, or right? Whatever. And it wasn't. It was before. Nobody was big. Nobody had gotten big. Nobody had made any money. Really. I mean, there were bands that like stayed. Like Avail was like. That was the biggest band to us. You guys don't work. Yeah. No, we all live in the same house. Okay. Cool. And, one, mean, and and this guy just jumps around on stage. Yeah, yeah. Wait, you're in the but you get paid for that. <laughs> yes, you do. Right. Remember seeing Avail going. What is he? What? Yeah, he's not leaving. Cheerleader. No. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the guy. But he also did he tour manage eventually. Yeah, and now <laughs> they he gave him other jobs yeah. eventually. <laughs> you eventually, just, you they, just can't do this. They forced Bo into dealing with things. But yeah, I mean, I think it was then. It was a, a it was not a profession for anyone, and was never going to be. You know what I mean? Um, and then, I mean, it did, it got, I don't think it got bad when everybody, like when Jawbreaker and Sam, I am and Job, Jawbox, Seaweed, who else? Shutter. Sensefield. Oh, Sensefield. Uh, Sensefield. Sensefield. I mean, to, that happens on my iPod a lot too. Don't worry about it. Um, when all those bands signed to majors, it was kind of like, okay, so some of the rev bands are getting big and this is kind of cool. Like, I like all these bands. This is great. Maybe they'll get huge. And then none of them did. Um, 
Did you feel like that was a cool thing that they were doing that? Because Jawbreaker got tons of shit. They did, and I think rightfully so at the time because their last record did just contain a song about how they would never do it, and then they they did it the next (laughs) record. They talked a lot of shit on it. Yeah, it was like, you guys kind of... And we were always really conscientious about that and, like, learning by example. Like, we'll never say never to anything because you just... Don't fucking know. After a couple times, you realize, like, you're in a different set of circumstances every hour let alone every six weeks or six years or whatever so you know whatever happens happens i mean i think all you know what i miss is when they're like the popular bands were bands like jawbox or fugazi or seaweed and they were like smart people in bands and the punk scene was full of all like you know i don't want to say smarter than now people but like more conscientious there wasn't like the there was a little bit of the like socal butthole rock star thing going on but it wasn't like there weren't kids it wasn't it's now replaced being on the football team in high school like being getting a throat tattoo and being in a screamo band yeah and it's a cool kids table now yeah it's like the jocks table now and And not getting a tattoo is not getting a tattoo yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) like so i think that when that flip kind of happened i think that's what i miss about back then when it was like all like-minded people. Yeah, I don't miss sleeping on the floor and getting, getting scabies and, you know, weird shit. Did like you? No, I don't, I Not on purpose. Not, like, itchy. You might have just been dirty. <laughs> yeah. Like, that part I don't miss. No, I don't miss the discomfort, although we are experiencing slight discomfort on this trip. Yeah. Why? Our van broke down. Yeah, Chuck posted a photo of you guys in a, riding in a cargo van last night. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what. Uh, Chris, well, that's what we have. For Chris and I and Addison and Ryan were driving to Philly, and in South Carolina we broke down, and the only thing we could rent is a cargo van, but not like a so extended. Just a. We went to the local store and bought some bean bags, and that's <laughs> how we've been driving around. Did the Foo Fighters helicopter fly over you? <laughs> they pretty much just like yeah. dropped shit right yeah, on us. They dropped their trash right on top of us. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, it's not. <laughs> Dumped out their coffee. Yeah. Beer cans Take bounce that, off the windshield. <laughs> Take that. We're going to go play with Some Dave Matthews band type stuff. Dude, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's still not that bad. Whatever. That our, stuff I don't necessarily miss yeah. nor think I could do again. I mean, our first tour was in an Astro van and we were sitting on amps, so... It's, it truly has come full circle. <laughs> <laughs> like we said, the, the, the difference is now there's people at the shows. Yeah, 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 yeah like, except now. I'm uncomfortable for half hour. show will be good. Yeah, that's true. God. Do you ever just not look for it? I hate touring. I've done it and do not like it. I still like it a lot. Okay. Um, depends on the day. I hated yesterday. <laughs> well, <laughs> because I had a day off. That's because Sunday you hated and I drank you. too much. Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah. I mean, yeah, that stuff sucks. It sucks. I don't like, I don't like having to talk to my wife on the phone all the time and not just be able to like deal with that in person. I don't. That sounded really bad, but no, you know what I mean. We both get tired of talking on the phone. It's just like, uh, and you have to, or else. Well, yeah, you want to, you have to, and then you still like. We both get over it. So, see, well, you're sleeping on floors, but you don't have to talk on the phone. I feel like that was a trade off, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, maybe. I was actually just talking to one of my friends in Philly about how rad touring was before cell phones. On some levels, where it's just like, I'm just here. Yeah. (laughs) Like, no, totally. Yeah. Nobody nobody can get a hold of you. Well, yeah, I, I always loved trains, like Amtrak. 
back in the day because I always felt like once I got on that train, like I was untouchable. Yeah, you have this time to yeah. yourself. Yeah, like to it like... was the most peaceful time of my life. And uh, yeah, and that's touring the same thing too. Like you, you're focused, you know, you've got three things to do, which is like get to the show, play a great show, try and get some rest. And it's like that's your whole life. Yeah. I mean, before you get married, obviously. Yeah, and that's, I mean, it still kind of is, though. The, be, having the just not to have to worry about any of that little dicky shit. But yeah, with cell phones, it's, even that, even those three things become blurred because now suddenly you can deal with. You can be on the phone to the publicist. You can be talking about artwork for the record, you know, mm-hmm. and bringing it up on your laptop and. Or the so. Or the asshole that calls you an hour before you're playing that wants to be on your guest list. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that bum out. That reachability. Yeah. Massive. That guy sucks. Yeah. yeah. Hey, like, really? It's what do you really? got like, plan tonight? What's it been sold out? I for got a couple nothing months? better to do than like try to locate some list that you want to be on. You could have called. Then you're like, just last gonna drink week. one beer and then could've... leave. Yeah, yeah you're gonna drink yeah. all of the beer. Truth, truth the way, Brad treated uh, requests when he was a DJ. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't it's up there. You got, you got plus it, three. I turned it in. No problem. <laughs> yeah. There's actually beer waiting for you yeah, at the box office. Yeah, yeah. Oh. What do you cooler. mean? Oh, uh, so I'm going to crack some skulls. Really? What happened to those laminates? I told them you were very important. <laughs> but no, I kind of feel that way about it, too. Like, when I get, especially when things kind of, when it's not like, I mean, this is like a quick kind of jagged run around whatever but when you're just like rolling in a bus for three or four weeks it's just kind of like all right i'm i love the bus you just get in your rhythm like yeah. wake up have breakfast watch the news you know go yeah. find some lunch whatever sound check yeah it's things, just simple life is simple. yeah it really yeah, is the, it does get I, pretty it, simple one purpose yeah. play a show yeah yeah let me explain to you how it works if you have a severe motion sickness disorder like I do. That's yeah, you, bad. It's yeah, a you, living you, fucking nightmare. Yeah, that sucks. Because then you're just tired all the time. Because you've never slept. Due to the amount of Dramamine you're injecting into your system. <laughs> oh. Plus Valium because you're nervous about the Dramamine. And then Ambien because you can't sleep. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. yeah but, don't. or is it awesome? Yeah. <laughs> or is it the most the relaxed tour ever? ever. <laughs> I do feel that like getting an iPhone has made my made things really a lot worse for me because I feel like it's now it's like this thing and I'm always picking it up and I'm like why like yeah. I like sit down and read a book and like or watch a movie and I'm like you have to not touch your phone like consciously yeah. and I well, it's a new tick that didn't exist I've, before I've gotten yeah. so bad you about know? it though and it freaks me out. I'll take it into the bathroom with me. I always take it into the bathroom. Like, I'm like, just in case yeah, somebody calls yeah, while I'm sitting here. I had a rule I, I can't be healthy, healthy right? That's why yeah. I take I it in the bathroom as well, healthy. not because <laughs> of the you put it right up our application. Like, <laughs> no, Wait, yeah. this Taking website will show up like, on really? the phone? Like, why am I doing it? I play video? It's so bad. It changes everything. I can legitimately be in the bathroom. <laughs> it's so bad. I'm like, why am I reading these? I don't care about any of these. But I wonder what this person I haven't talked to in 12 years is up to. Yeah. Oh, they're married. Cool. I did like, that this morning. My kids were playing, being super cute. And it was like, Katy Perry's new breakups. What? What is wrong with yeah, me? And yeah, I put it down and was like, why do play. I care? Yeah, that is why guilt. do I care? You should be guilty. Yeah. You should feel. It just happened to be that one I brought up, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't a kick-ass Earth Dome on Boing Boing, which would be rad to look at. You have to. Oh, really? See? (laughs) I just feel like it's like you're expected to now to answer it all the time. Oh, totally. totally. Why aren't you getting back to me? What's going on? It's like, holy fuck, dude. I I can't. Like, I'm bad enough as it is with, like, you know, even phone calls. Like, I don't feel like talking on the phone a lot. And texting is good for that because you just be like, oh, answer a quick question. But then it's like you're just expected to, like, and then I'm wondering if everything, oh, was I supposed to get back to... Fuck. It's like I just want to like you know 
when you're driving and someone like bangs you like 12 times and then I finally pick up I'm like I'm fucking driving did you think that maybe I was doing something? I actually get angry, too, when I'm doing... Like, I'll have it in my back pocket all the time, and then I'll, like, go take a piss, and it'll start ringing. I'm like, who's calling me while I'm taking a piss? Like, <laughs> yeah. I get mad at them. They have no clue that they, I'm pissed. But I'm like, am I expected to answer this? No, I'm fucking going to pee. And then I'm going to see who it is. Oh, they're calling again. They so fucked up my rhythm. Now I'm like, fucking... I, I, now, you know, or it's like any of that. I'm like, dude... I, but then I get mad at that person. And I'm like, oh, what? And they're like, what? I was like, I was peeing. What? And they're like, oh, okay. Call me back. Call yeah. me. What's wrong with you? How long does it take know. for your rhythm gotta, to come back? Yeah, I'd like to stop my pee mid mid pee. Then I was, you know, you've got to see. So you've got to train your friend. The thing is, like, ever since I've had a cell phone, I my friends know like that when I don't answer that it, to not take it personally. Like it's just the way I am, and I'll get back to them eventually. And then I took this gig here, right? I work like this is my I work here full time now. First time I've had a job in whatever 16 years <laughs> <laughs> so suddenly like i'm now i'm i'm working for a company and and i had to kind of train them because these you know they don't like they're constantly texting constantly emailing and constantly calling each other all the time and i'm like you know what i want to be part of this company but you guys need to learn <laughs> i'm not checking my email once i get home to the kids like if you want me you got to call me yeah i'm not a doctor yeah. You know, it's yeah. true. People just not treat everyone like that now. Yes. Like I have a sh- like I usually try to shut it down at like five or six or whatever every day, just because like. So you need to train. I people. should be you able to. to. Yeah. Sometimes you need to not answer your phone even when you could answer it, just to train them. Just let them know. <laughs> and then you like, just let it sit for like you know for like half hour and then call him back. He's the Wallard. <laughs> Yeah, but he calls back in a half hour. That's, that's, that's fine. He needs a space bar for sure. He's yeah, a meticulous grammar with Brad's emails. You just learned more about being a rhythm section than you will ever know in your life from, as Jonah pointed out in the intro, the best. Yeah. So good. And also, this is how many how many years has it been since the last Hot Water? Um, since our last record? I think yeah. it's been eight years since eight the last years. record. Yeah. So this is it. So they're so they're out. They're playing. They're showing. They're touring. Yes. Yeah. They're. Um, I know they're playing Riot Fest mm-hmm. in Brooklyn in September, which is going to be incredible. Ridiculous. So many bands. And uh, yeah, I think they're doing stuff. I mean, I think you know, I think they're really finally doing it full time now that the new record out and uh, Chuck's kind of done with his revival thing for right now. They're just a smart bunch of dudes. If you yes. haven't seen Hot Water, which I haven't, go. So I will, and maybe you'll see me. Brad, <laughs> you ever see Hot Water? No. No, I, I think I've seen them more than any other band because I, I used to keep track. You saw them for me. Yes, I saw them for everyone. Okay. Because I used to Good. follow them in high school. And then in 02, I worked on the Warp Tour when they were on the tour. So I'd watch them every day. So I saw them like 50 times that summer. <laughs> and then I probably have seen, I mean, I've probably have seen them over 100 times. That's amazing. Or close to it. Wow. The only other person I've ever heard say they've seen a band 100 times was this uh, production manager guy I worked with who was, you know, maybe 15, 20 years older than me. He's like, yeah, I saw The Grateful Dead a hundred times. And I went, I want to like you. And he's like, ah, I know. And I'm like, no, you really don't. <laughs> yeah, but I wonder, I feel like seeing The Grateful Dead, I'm, I'm not defending this, but I feel like you're not, the music is almost like not the focus. Like maybe he just wanted to like do a lot of drugs and party and meet girls. To go to a party. Dude, yeah, it's a, it's like Fish now is about, it's it's about rich white kids who want to get really fucked up. 
But was the dead like that? Do like in the early, I think, like the yeah, dude. I remember when I was in high school, people would go to the dead shows think, all the time. It was to go to go and... Yeah. It was easier to lie fair. to yourself back then and convince you that it was for peace and love or whatever the fuck. For or some, the music. But I think the fish people don't even need to But do for that. some reason, seeing the Grateful Dead seems so much... Seeing fish seems so much worse to me. Well, yeah, yeah, because like, they're like a cover band. Yeah. Yeah, pretty, well, they're both the same thing. Like, like Fish doesn't have a lyricist. Grateful Dead d- didn't write songs. You know, there was two guys not in the band who wrote the songs. And some of the songs are really, really good. Right. You know, off American Beauty, there's really good tunes on there. But it's, I, someone, when I was in college, summed it up for me so well. They went, I like songs by the Grateful Dead. I do not like at all the dead. <laughs> well, I had another, in that same world, I was reading an interview. Does Dave Matthews not write his lyrics? There's this oh, other... Oh, he writes them. I think he writes them, yeah. What's the deal with him and that Tim Reynolds guy? I was reading this interview. I don't know. Oh, he's just... Okay, I, I've seen Dave Matthews and Tim Reynolds. It's actually, in my opinion, the best way to see Dave Matthews because Tim Reynolds is like an insane guitar player and he does the entire band's parts on an acoustic. It's really impressive, actually. I think wow. he has a big part of the writing process, though, even though he isn't in the band. No, he's in the band now. Oh, he is in the I band now? I do know now? that, yeah. I do know that. Dave's one of those people that he's like, I'm not responsible for my fans. I just kind of like to play. Right. And he has this incredibly, uh, like, uh, diverse band lineup, and his crowd is all white. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, whatever, I'm South African. I can't, you know... Like, like I grew up with like racial harmony, you know, so this is how it works for me. If my crowd's not like that, I, I can't help it. That's yeah. That's my deal. I love giving bands a hard time about their crowd. Yeah. Me too. Like, like if I see Joe from Rise Against, I'm like, a lot of basketball jerseys in the audience tonight. Like, <laughs> yep. You remember, remember when Gaslight's crowd like changed? Yes. It was very abrupt. And I think I, I, would, I remember going to shows and seeing people that I've been to many Gaslight shows with. And I remember our friend Brendan went, dude, this sucks. And like <laughs> yeah, ran it, out of the It's a bummer. There, there are a handful of bands I just won't go see anymore. I don't want to name names, but the Hold Steady is one. Um, <laughs> just, the, fan, the fan base is just <laughs> obnoxious and everyone's drunk. And it's like that's their one night where they get to just uh, act like. And it's like you're getting bumped. And it's like I, I like this band, but not enough to deal with this. Yeah, and it's kind of a bummer because you want the band to be successful and you want them to sell records and sell and go on a tour. But there's just that 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 great line Blake Schwarzenbach said was, you know, the band's like your girlfriend, man. You want everybody to meet them, but you don't want everyone to bang them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? And it's like, I guess, you know, when the Mars Volta are playing 15-minute songs, I guess they are a jam band. And that's why when people are pass, I saw two people pass out last time I watched them play. <sighs> And I was like, I can't like be here. Like this is not not cool. Well, dude, like if you look at if you look at a fish set, they don't make a set list. They just kind of play. Then you look at a Fugazi set list. They don't make a set list. They just kind of played. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like it's hard to. Of course, they would did stop you after. Just do that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. And you know what? Fugazi has. I've heard him say it. But, yeah, <laughs> but Hot Water Music never has disappointed me. No, always great sets. Uh, seen never any fifteen-minute songs. Yeah, see Chuck, uh, see Census Fail with Jason. Uh, listen to the Draft, which was their band. Yeah, while Hot Water was on hiatus, they put out one record that's incredible, and have some uh, demos floating around that I forgot to ask them about. Yeah, just basically go to Jonah's website and email him. They'll give you their entire yeah, discography. Yeah, yeah. Blacktop yeah. Cadence, <laughs> some of those Chris and George are in uh, the Draft. <laughs> Uh, I said that uh, the Unitas was another side project. <laughs> Cheryl Cromads.